This episode of the Sound Museum is dedicated to my friend Joshua Rhodes, our lucky star in the sky. everyone a big welcome back to the sound museum the music podcast that explores that personal connection we all have with the music that we listen to and a massive thank you to all your support for last week's episode where we were celebrating the 35th anniversary of kylie minogue's debut album kylie when it was first released in australia 35 years ago Thank you so much for the love on social media or the comments or the messages or the DMs. As always, it's greatly appreciated. And by the looks of it, you guys really enjoyed the episode. So that makes me really, really happy. (laughs) From the Princess of Pop, this week's episode, we focus on the Queen of Pop. Madonna. Before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe the podcast on your favorite podcast provider. That way you won't miss any future episodes and you can also catch up on previous episodes you may have missed as well. Now, I've always been a massive fan of Madonna. I don't really have a clear memory when I first heard Madonna on the radio as a shy eight or nine-year-old living in Auckland, New Zealand back in the 80s. But Holiday was the first track I do remember, probably recording it off the radio. I do remember having the debut album on vinyl, and I remember thinking how beautiful she was on the cover, those striking features, and not to mention that distinctive voice. 40 years on, when a Madonna track comes on the radio, you know it's Madonna straight away. Having that distinction from your peers is what makes an artist stand out. These days, a lot of artists don't have that. And when they come on the radio, it could be anyone. There's no distinction in their voice. But with Madonna, we know it's the queen of pop straight away. I remember back in the 80s, those weekend morning TV shows where I got to see all the new music videos, plus the chart show on at 6pm on Saturday night. And then there was Solid Gold. Oh my goodness. Love Solid Gold from the US or those dances, or those live performance, oh, it takes me back. And with researching this podcast episode, I did go online and revisit some of those classic performances from Solid Gold, and those classic early 80s performances. Back in those days, music shows were often on prime time, a far cry what is happening these days, unfortunately. But I love those early Madonna videos like Lucky Star and Borderline. You could just tell how much star quality Madonna had. She was feisty, she was original, a breath of fresh air. I loved Madonna. And I was a fan right from the start. But by the time she released Like a Virgin, her second album, In 1984, like the rest of the world, I became a massive fan. The world had a new icon, and over time, she would become the undisputed queen of pop. Now, before we get started on this week's podcast episode, celebrating Madonna's 40th anniversary of her debut album, let's briefly touch on the history up until that point of releasing 
her debut album. Madonna moved to New York in 1978. It was her first time on a plane in a taxi in New York and she had just $35 in her pocket. She worked a day job at Dunkin' Donuts, took dance classes and became a backup dancer. In 1979, she started seeing a musician, Dan Gilroy, and after a successful audition, Madonna performed as a backup dancer in France for French disco artist Patrick Hernandez. After Madonna returned to New York, she moved in with Dan and they formed a band, The Breakfast Club. Madonna sang and also played drums and guitar. Later on that year, Madonna starred in her first film, a low-budget independent art film called A Certain Sacrifice. The film was shot on a small budget of just $20,000. It was finally given a release in 1985, cashing in on the fact that Madonna was now a megastar. It sold over 50,000 copies in its first week alone on home video. In 1980, Madonna and drummer Stephen Bray left the band The Breakfast Club, forming their new band, Emmy and the Emmys. They were actually seeing each other before Madonna moved to New York, so after they moved in together, romance started to bloom again between the pair. Stephen and Madonna began writing songs together and recorded a demo tape, including the debut single Everybody, as well as Burning Up and Ain't No Big Deal, with the idea of Madonna becoming a solo artist. In this first clip, let's take a listen to that early demo tape featuring Everybody Ain't no big deal and burning up. from Miss Snippets that everybody and Burning Up had something really special. In 1981, Emmy and the Emmys were signed to Gotham Records and recorded some demos. Some were good and some weren't so good. Let's start with the not so good ones. This is Get Up and High Society.
when you're recording demos, they are just demos and sometimes they just don't really work. And those two tracks are prime examples. However, these next three tracks are really good. Love on the Run, Take Me, I Want You and Don't You Know. Let's take a listen to those demos. better love that last track don't you know madonna would later quit the band emmy and the emmys to pursue her solo career she would hand out her original demo tape to all the djs getting them to play her tape in the clubs one of those djs that did press play on the demo was mark caymans the pair began dating and mark set up a meeting with the president of shire records seymour steen he would sign Madonna to a multiple single deal with an option for an album. The record company hired Reggie Lucas to produce the debut album. He was a guitarist with Miles Davis and Roberta Flack in the 70s before moving on to production. But Madonna wasn't pleased with the result and she brought in her friend John Jellybean Patinez to help finish the album by adding additional production and remixing. And you guessed it, they began seeing each other. Seems to be a familiar pattern in Madonna's personal life back in those early days. Not that I'm judging, mind you. <laughs> Let's take a listen to Madonna's debut single, Everybody, beginning with the demo and the version that appears on her debut album.
that was everybody the debut single written by madonna and produced by mark Hamans. remixes on the vinyl included the extended version the dub version seven inch version and the instrumental version first released back on the 6th of october 1982 as a 12 inch single everybody reached number three on the u.s dance club songs charts a live video was filmed at dance to Hero in new york and was sent out to nightclubs all over the country to use in their venues madonna began promoting the track in the clubs in the u.s and in february 1983 was in the uk to do the same let's move on to the second single from the album burning up let's start with the demo and end the track that appears on the album written by Madonna and produced by Reggie Lucas. The track Physical Attraction also appeared on the double A side. Again, a track written by Madonna and produced by Reggie Lucas. Let's check out the demo version and the version that appears on the album. Physical Attraction, a double A side with Burning Up, also appearing on Madonna's debut album. Released on the 9th of March 1983, on the debut album, Physical Attraction appears as a 12-inch version going for more than six minutes. That was cut down to a 7-inch version which was sent to radio. Burning Up, Physical Attraction reached number three on the US Dance Club Songs charts and here in Australia it reached number 13 and was to stay in the charts for more than eight months. The video was directed by Steve Barron who also directed Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, filmed in New York with Madonna of course deciding on the look and the clothes for the film clip. 
and her real-life boyfriend Ken Compton played her love interest in the video. The cover of the single was designed by Martin Burgoyne, who had known Madonna before she became a singer, meeting her while he was working as a bartender, eventually becoming roommates. Ken was also Madonna's road manager on her first tour in 1984, Sadly, Ken passed away of AIDS-related complications in November 1986. He was just 23 years old. The 27th of July 1983 was a massive day for Madonna. That was the release day for her self-titled debut album on Psy Records, containing eight tracks with five eventually being released as singles. Although only eight tracks, a lot of the songs were essentially extended versions. Everybody, Physical Attraction and Holiday all going for more than six minutes with Lucky Star and Borderline for over five minutes. As I mentioned before, radio edits were done when the singles were released to radio. Madonna's self-titled debut album reached number six in the UK and New Zealand, going platinum, number eight in the US, going five times platinum, number 10 here in Australia, going three times platinum, and top 10 in Croatia, Netherlands, and France. More than 10 million copies of the album have been sold worldwide. The album was actually re-released in Europe in 1985, titled Madonna, the first album, with different cover art. Although the album was mainly produced by Reggie Lucas, Jellybean was brought in to finish the tracks, adding additional production, extra vocals and guitars to most of the tracks. A bit of a fun fact for you, one of the backing vocalists on the album was a singer called Gwen Guthrie. Now you may not remember her name, but cast your minds back to 1986 when she had this worldwide hit. the late Gwen Guthrie with Ain't Nothing Going On But The Rent. Now guys, I think it's now time for a bit of a holiday. with the demo version and just then was the album version that was Holiday, not written by Madonna but written by Curtis Hudson and Lisa Stevens Hoyder. Several artists actually turned down the track including Mary Wilson from Supremes before Madonna recorded the track. Once again the song ended up with the right artist. 
Holiday was produced by Jelly Bean and on the B side was a track from the album called I Know It while in the UK they got another B side also on the album Think of Me. Holiday was released in September 1983 and as I mentioned before on the album Holiday went for over six minutes that was cut down to a seven inch version for radio. Holiday reached number 16 in the US, number one on the US Dance Club Songs charts, number six in the UK. Holiday received a second release in 1985 where it picked at number two just behind Madonna's Into the Groove and again in 1991 Holiday picked at number five on the UK singles chart. Holiday also reached number four in Australia and number seven in New Zealand while going top ten in Belgium, Finland, Ireland and the Netherlands. Let's move on to one of my favourite tracks from the album. This is Lucky Star. Again, written by Madonna and produced by Reggie Lucas, beginning with the demo of Lucky Star and the track How It Appears on the debut album. Lucky Star was also released in September 1983 with the B-side I Know It. With Lucky Star clocking in over five minutes on the album, a 7-inch version was done and a new US remix was done for the track. Lucky Star would peak at number four in the US, number one on the US Dance Club Songs chart, number 14 in the UK and number 36 here in Australia. In the video for Lucky Star, her brother Christopher and friend Erica both dance with Madonna in the video. Let's move on to the final single from the album. Again, one of my absolute favourites, beginning with the demo. This is Borderline.
that was Borderline from Madonna's self-titled debut album, written and produced by Reggie Lucas. On the B-side was Think of Me and Physical Attraction. There were several remixes of the track, including a new US remix, a dub remix, and the 7-inch version. Borderline reached number 10 in the US, number 4 on the US Dance Club Songs chart. It would have reached number 56 in the UK, but like Holiday, it was re-released in 1986, reaching number 2 in the UK. Borderline would reach number 12 in Australia and number 47 in New Zealand, while going top 10 in Belgium, Denmark and and the Netherlands. Now, I really love the video for Borderline, directed by Mary Lambert, who went on to work with the likes of Janet Jackson, Sting, Rod Stewart, and the Eurythmics later in the 80s. And judging by the video for Borderline, which I absolutely love, the budgets were increased. Such a cool video, the styling, the cute guy, the fluo, love the video for Borderline. Now we've gone through all the singles from the album, let's just touch on the two remaining album tracks, which were both also released as B-sides. As usual, let's start with the demo version and the version that appears on the album. First up is I Know It. I Know It, written by Madonna and produced by Reggie Lucas. Our last album track is Think of Me. Again, written by Madonna and produced by Reggie Lucas. Out of the two album tracks, I definitely prefer this one, Love Think of Me. While doing some research online for this episode, I came across another demo from 1981 of a song called Stay. Let's take a listen to this track. Now, if you have Madonna's 1984 album, Like a Virgin, you would recognize that early demo because that track appeared on the Like a Virgin album, written by Madonna and Stephen Bray, produced by Nile Rodgers. Let's now take a listen to Stay, the version that appears on Madonna's second album, Like a Virgin. Stay, darling. 
is Stay from Madonna's second album, Like a Virgin. To be honest with you, I much prefer the demo version. It's so good. Love the demo version of Stay. In preparation for this podcast episode, I have been deep diving into the album all week, watching all the clips on YouTube, researching online. It's been so wonderful to revisit these classic songs again. And make sure you do the same by going onto your favourite streaming service and streaming the debut album from Madonna, celebrating its 40th anniversary this week. And at this point, sending Madonna heaps of love. She has been unwell recently, but she is on the mend, and I can't wait for the Queen of Pop to hit that stage again and blow everyone away on the Celebration World Tour. Get well soon, love. I really hope you enjoy deep diving with me this week on the Sound Museum, celebrating the 40th anniversary of Madonna's self-titled debut album. Make sure you follow the Sound Museum across all our social media channels. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and now Threads. As always this week, I will be posting heaps of photos and videos all week celebrating Madonna's debut album. So make sure you leave some comments on our social media channels about your memories of Madonna's debut album from 1983. Did you own it on vinyl? Did you discover it later on? Let me know in your comments and also let me know your favorite songs from the album. Now, if you have loved this Madonna episode, make sure you join me for next week because we are staying in the 80s and we are celebrating Madonna's ultimate 80s singles. So don't miss next week's episode of The Sound Museum. But until then, you have a great week. Take care and I will see you next week. (music) 